Good morning, Contrarians. It is 6.30 a.m. on Wednesday, March 9th, and stock futures are rebounding pretty strongly this morning after another day of selling yesterday. We have tech leading the move higher this morning. The NASDAQ is up about 2% at the time of this recording. Dow Industrials and S&P 500 are up well over 1% as well. Stocks in Europe are rallying. Across the board here, we have the DAX in Frankfurt and CAC in Paris, both up over 4% each. There are, however, some reasons to believe that this rally is just another dead cat bounce, if you will, one of these bear market rallies. More on that in the bottom line at the end of the show. But for now, uh, looking at the other asset classes, Commodities are dropping a bit. We have WTI crude down about 2% to trade around $121 a barrel. Wheat is down 6%. Gold, silver, copper all down 1% each. Palladium and aluminium continue to rally. However, nickel remains suspended. That happened yesterday after the uh, running up gains of about 70% to an all-time high. And I believe that's suspended for the rest of the week. Bonds are selling off here, continuing the risk-on theme. Yield on the two-year and the 10-year are up a couple of basis points. But as I said, it's unclear what is causing this this reversal. Uh, the situation in Ukraine remains as it was before, and that all leaves one a little bit suspicious. The world is faced with a whole bunch of uncertainties um, and markets. And the first one, of course, is geopolitical, the situation in Ukraine how that ends, if it ends, when it ends. Nobody has any answers to that. We just have to keep watching for developments and hoping that there's some kind of breakthrough in the negotiations and they agree on something. But that doesn't look very likely now. And on top of that, and caused by this, is this issue of commodities and the commodity supply chains. And there doesn't seem to be any way to replace Russia here in this whole supply chain. I know for the U.S. it's not all that important, Russia's imports, but for Europe it is. And even without that, there, there are commodities are, are moving have moved a lot higher by several several orders of magnitude since the start of the year, if you look at it. And so, what Europe then is faced with is a recession if this continues. And the U.S. is a little bit more removed from from this, but we still are on borrowed time. We still, one would think don't have all that much time where we can pump gas at $5 a gallon before the economy starts to fall apart and before we have what's called demand destruction. And this would be true even for consumers as voracious or one could say addicted as Americans are. Eventually these higher costs, and it's not just gas, it's also food. I saw somewhere that food is up 4x over the last four times over the last couple of years. Can that be right? I don't know. But it's, it, yeah, a lot of higher prices of, of everything in the U.S. And even before the Russian invasion, the U.S. was faced with inflationary pressures, inflation at multi-decade decade highs. And what that does is it leaves the Fed in a bind. They have no choice, but they need to tighten monetary policy. And sometimes that helps commodities, but this is not one of those times. And because the issue is of this supply out of Russia and Ukraine that has been removed from the, from the equation, that it's, it's not something that monetary policy will cure. You're need, gonna need more, more supplies. I'm not sure where those are gonna come from. 
Venezuela, Iran, Africa, I don't know. More from the Middle East. Maybe you open up US drilling, that's a political issue. We don't we don't want to go there. Um couple things to tell you about today. We have jolts coming up at ten o'clock. This may offer a bit of a reprieve from all the Russia Ukraine stuff, but maybe not much because the first of all it's backward looking. And so this one is for January, uh, predating of course the invasion. And also, the U.S. labor market is not yet a point of concern. So whatever good news we get out of this, first of all, it's dated. And second of all, it's not a point of concern. The U.S. labor market is healthy. Now, having said that, the last thing we need now is, is a, a, a turn down in the in U.S. employment. But it doesn't look like we're there yet. Economists are expecting almost 11 million job openings which is unchanged from what they saw in, in December. A couple of earnings to tell you about as well. Campbell's, United Natural Foods, CrowdStrike, and Express. I believe most of those are after the close today. The bottom line. So it is becoming clear that higher commodity prices are here to stay and will probably get worse before they get any better. And that keeps the Fed's hands tied. Jay Powell and co cannot engineer their way out of this, at least not from what I can see. Interest rates are already at zero, and if they start new quantitative easing, that will just make prices even more unglued. So anybody who's saying that the Fed will come and rescue us either knows something about some new way of engineering this that I don't, or they're probably wrong. Without any kind of resolution to this whole Russia issue, the Fed just has one option, and that is to raise rates at a measured pace and wait for demand destruction to take its toll. Then when that happens, then you'll have commodity prices drop, inflation will ease, and then they can start their fresh round of liquidity injections. But that will be a year or more away, or maybe not. Maybe it'll go quicker. I don't know. Maybe we won't get through this year without demand destruction and, and a recession. But that brings pain. It always does. Recessions always do. The Fed always tries to engineer a soft landing. They never succeed. Um, at least not that I can, I can tell. Maybe you could argue in late 2000, what was it, 18, 17? But, um, I, I don't know. Now, that all makes me skeptical of this morning's rally. And it's also worth pointing out that these type of, this type of market activity that we're seeing today, that we've seen these last couple of days, is very typical of bear markets. You have rallies, uh, before the open and at the open. Midday prices may be higher. And then you have selling into the close and selling often with renewed vigor and to new lows. Yesterday, we didn't quite get there. We finished lower, but not significantly lower. But this is the type of thing you see in bear markets. And again, there's nothing here. Tech is in a bear market, the NASDAQ. The others are just in a correction, but there's nothing that points me to, that points anybody to thinking that we're, we're closer to any kind of resolution on Russia. And we need that, one would think, to move higher. That's where we are today. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Thank you for supporting the podcast. Your support is greatly appreciated. And I invite you to share your thoughts with me by emailing contrarianpod at gmail.com. That's where we are this Wednesday, hump day. Look forward to speaking to you again tomorrow. Bye.